On this episode of the 132 Breeze podcast, we have NBA free agency as we take a look at all the moves, all the shakes of the NBA free agents, live breaking news happen, how the Bucks doing, who the Bulls get, where did everyone land? Also, Major League Baseball, I guess they played in London. I guess the All-Stars were voted on. Let's talk about that. And, ex- uh, and an extensive look into Casey's corner kick with the Women's World Cup. All right, but first we have to go and check it out with one of our sponsors. That is Thrive Fantasy, thrivefantasy.com. By now, you know Thrive Fantasy, the daily sports app where you can bet place prop bets um, as the games are going. So it's not your, you don't need to do the research on player by player. You just pick an over-under on each player's prop bet and go from there. And guess what? We're giving away you free money. So sign up now, use promo code TAKETHAT, and we'll give you $10 once you deposit your own $10. Again, that's promo code TAKETHAT, thrivefantasy.com. It's a lot of fun. Played with the baseball, just did it with the London games. That was uh, pretty much hit all the overs on that first game. We'll talk about that a later, too. Again, thrivefantasy.com, promo code, take that. All right, let's start the show. Back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, it's Marlo, joined by Casey. And Casey, how are we today? Marlo, doing well. Uh, first of all, I just want to point out the professionalism that our, our podcast does bring. Last episode was episode 69, and we didn't make any jokes about it. So, uh, true, true professionals. Zero jokes. <laughs> true. <laughs> we always we always keep it buttoned up. Yeah. Let's keep it buttoned up here. Uh, so no, yeah, no, no jokes about episode sixty nine. Yeah, about the episode number that was the last. Um, so for those of you counting at home, this is episode seventy. Um, it was either that or we forgot because I definitely had a joke lined up and I totally, totally <laughs> forgot last week. Um, other than that, we got a Copa, uh, uh, sorry, a Gold Cup game going on USA versus Curacao right now, Marlo, which I'm sure you're trying to not uh, be distracted by. Dialed uh, in in live time, uh, but more importantly, perhaps is. Uh, I was taken off guard by the free agency that's happening. Uh, I think most of the big news, I think, has dropped already. So yeah, uh, we're going to give our kind of instant reactions to that. Uh, and if something happens while we record, obviously, we'll we'll chime in with that. But I, for some reason, thought it started tomorrow. Uh, but it did. It's July 1st. It would make yeah. sense. Start at the beginning of the month. Yeah. Uh, but lucky for us, it's not because now we get to talk about it instead yeah. of having all the guesses tonight and everyone, everyone no, knowing what happened happen. tomorrow <laughs> while we I sit here. Maybe and that would it. be better. Who knows? Who knows? Than, our, than our instant analysis quote. <laughs> I'm doing air quotes uh, of what actually happens. Uh, but yeah, I, I started doing the show prep, and all the uh, initial signings were out there, and I was like, "Whoa!" I was not. <laughs> I was kind of preparing all day for kind of doing the guessing game, that kind of thing. Uh, but uh, this guess, is how you know we're dialed into the NBA. Yeah, it's just five o'clock on. Uh, it's probably not like July first uh, type uh, day uh, or, or or timing. It's probably just like a, a so many weeks from something. But it does seem weird for it to be five o'clock on a Sunday <laughs> that all of a sudden free agency is open. Um, so, but here we are, and the big news is out, Marlo, and I guess the big news is Brooklyn. Brooklyn, 
Brooklyn's back. Brooklyn's where well, they're here, but they're back. They're in the house. Uh, they brought in the big load with Kyrie. I think that Kyrie leaking out first that he was going to Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, which was not a secret, not a gift yeah. secret. It seemed like that was almost guaranteed. It was uh, the weird thing about it. I guess when I first heard it was I didn't know. I didn't see. Any, I didn't think anybody else was going to go there. But uh, and then it was just going to be him kind of carrying a average team but man i guess i was wrong because he was joined by two one and a half two <laughs> well he's yeah he's joined by the uh ultimate all-star the ultimate free agent get deandre jordan yes uh, so <laughs> that was the big one and then also some guy named kevin durant yeah kevin durant uh, signed there um, decided to come to brooklyn which i uh, well i guess it, i feel like it came out not like i say it came out of nowhere but that was not i didn't think that was gonna happen I mean, I knew he obviously was in a state in Golden State. Uh, I thought for sure that it either, if it was New York, it could be the Knicks. Uh, but that's not the case. And it reports that the Knicks weren't weren't uh, going to offer him the full max because of his Achilles. Uh, they're worried about his Achilles. But Brooklyn pulled up and said, we'll do it. And Kyrie's here. And so let's go. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll talk about the Knicks more in a little bit, but yeah. uh, Katie got the full four-year 164, I think it was, and Kyrie got four-year 141, uh, if I'm if I'm looking at that correctly. Uh, I believe I don't know. it. I don't know. A lot of money. I don't know what DeAndre got, because <laughs> if it's that high, that's ridiculous. But um, <laughs> I, I always thought that the Nets were a third-place contender for uh, Durant, uh, but obviously with the Knicks pulling, pulling the money, uh, it that I guess probably removed them from the running. Uh, it will be interesting to see how all this plays out. Obviously, KD will be recovering from his torn Achilles. I don't know how soon he'll be back. I would imagine next year is just a kind of, I don't want to say a lost year, because I think they'll still be pretty good uh, with Kyrie, but they're not going to be a title contender next year. And then it's all about uh, the year after that, I think, where they can start start contending with a full health, fully healthy KD and Kyrie and, of course, DeAndre right. Jordan. Right. That's if Kyrie doesn't blow the team up in that one year. That yeah, in the, meantime, in the meantime. In the meantime. In the meantime. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it should be right. I mean, Ke- like you said, Kevin, if he plays this year, it won't be until later. Um, maybe he'll you know, he'll be there for a playoff run. We'll see. Uh, yeah. And but- I'd, I'd, I'd have to think after rushing, rushing back with the calf injury and then having mm-hmm. this injury, he will take his time, uh, as yes. he should. But I, I don't see him rushing back to make the playoffs this year or, or anything if the timetable doesn't line up for that. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, yay Knicks. I'm not Knicks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Brooklyn. Yes. Yeah, it'll be weird. Uh, I'm just, like you said, if, were they ever here uh, to begin with? It will be weird having them be kind of a a team that we talk about. I'm not, I'm not used to that. I don't know if I will. Uh, you said I'm sure I will eventually, but it just it seems weird. It seems weird that they were able to pull this off, being such a more or less I don't want to say non-entity. That sounds unfair, but uh, they were not not a storyline franchise. They were not a not really a contender for a long time, and now all of a sudden they kind of pull off this free agency heist, which is is pretty surprising. I guess you got to give credit to their franchise for putting themselves in a position to do this and selling the. Um, selling the situation to these players. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's it's just a little strange that they were able to pull it off. Um, all right. Is that enough on Brooklyn? 
I that think. is, um, yeah, that's another in Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, we're good on Brooklyn. All right, all right, <laughs> all right. I'll, I guess I'll move on to the Bucks. Uh, Bucks have made a couple moves today, re-signing Chris Middleton. Uh, I don't know if it's a max, but it's a big contract. Five years, one seventy-eight. God, it's a lot of money to play. All right, Chris Middleton. Uh, he had a nice piece. It was at least on ESPN. It seemed like it was like an athletic piece where like he wrote it, um, talking about unfinished business, how he's back to win a championship and things. And it struck all the right chords uh, as far as what you would want to hear as a fan. Uh, I just hope. I guess that he, I guess I hope he means it. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> Uh, but uh, if he can continue to improve, uh, I think he doesn't. Uh, his top side doesn't need to improve. He needs to improve his consistency. In some games, he is a a real force out there and a, a great player. In other games, he is just missing. Um, and at five years, one seventy eight, you can't yeah. do that. You have to be there every game. Uh, you you have to be able to uh, show up play well, create your shot, be a part of the game and not kind of flow in and out like I felt like he did, uh, especially at some crucial playoff games this year. Um, returning with Chris Middleton uh, is Brooke Lopez. And I guess I'm conflicted on this one, Marlo. I wanted to see Lopez back. I think f- he signed for four years, $52 million. That seems like a lot of money and a long time for what Brooke Lopez is. Um, How old is Brooke Lopez? I Lopez is. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Stats say department. Looking it up. Probably lowish to middle thirties. Uh, but be, right? but it. I guess his thirty-one. Thirty-one. Okay, he's younger than I thought. I was. I was gonna say thirty-three. But that's <laughs> just probably me being older and thinking that other people are just older like me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think they are. So thirty-one. So on the wrong side of thirty, like like we all are, Marlo. Yep. Um, <laughs> it just seems I don't know. He obviously took a big step, a uh, big change in his game this year, becoming Splash Mountain at times, uh, and, and extending his game out to the three-point line. Um, that I I think for this contract to make sense, that needs to improve. And maybe you think that that type of play can kind of continue and and age well as opposed to kind of some of the the uh, post work or the inside game that you would kind of figure relies a little bit more on athleticism uh, and quickness that might fade. So I'm, this is me trying to talk myself into that Lopez deal. Um, leaving the Bucks, the last deal I guess I'll talk about here um, is uh, Brogdon, which is which is disappointing to me. I've always kind of had a soft spot for Brogdon. I really like seeing him play. I think this goes back to his Virginia days. He was was he on the first real good Virginia team? Uh, that's the way I'm remembering it, Marlo. Uh, you can okay. correct me if, if I'm wrong. but No, no, it's the first real good one. First good Virginia team, uh, which you know we've talked about probably ad nauseum, <laughs> about how we have a, a, at least a fan connection to, to that Virginia program. Um, he uh, was traded to Indiana on a side and tra- sign and trade. Uh, Bucks are getting back a first-round pick in 2022, future second-round picks, and a trade exemption. Don't know what a trade exemption means, but it's fine. It's a, it's something. Um, and he has signed a four-year, eighty-five million dollar contract. Um, this one hurts, as I mentioned, kind of emotionally. But I don't know that I, if I'm balking at Lopez at four for fifty-two, Brogdon at four for eighty-five, just seems like too much. Uh, 
he's a good player, a really good player. Uh, but at four for eighty-five, it, I don't know. Maybe this is kind of old cap math and old. Uh, I'm thinking of you know, there's more cap space out there than I'm I'm kind of imagining. But twenty million, twenty plus million dollars a year for Brogdon, as much as I like him, and it has to be a lot. That's uh, a, that's a lot. Yeah, that's it, a I lot mean, for a guy who is kind of. I, it's it's more than just a guy, but not you know, it, not more than that, right? Uh, very nice piece, I should say. Very nice yeah. piece. Uh, so yeah, it seems like a lot of money. Like he took the money and and and, and ran. Yeah, and I I don't blame Indiana for doing it either. It's, it's yeah. I'm just in a similar spot. Maybe I'm just you know my fandom and liking him is blinding me to uh, this this deal. But I just, the Bucks obviously couldn't with their cap situation afford the twenty million dollars. So I guess it's good that they um got something for him uh so i guess that's that's a that's a positive instead of him just him just walking into them having to match a contract that they they couldn't just couldn't afford yeah. um one other piece um well i guess before i get to the other piece yeah. uh it was interesting in 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 buck's conversation of buck's twitter marlo all year uh we kind of had the conversation of middleton brogdon Bledsoe, and i guess let's throw in lopez and you can bring Three of them back. Which three would you pick? Yep. <laughs> and and here we are. And here we are. <laughs> it's uh, Middleton, Lopez, and obviously Bloodsoe was decided earlier. Um, I'm not. I don't think that was the three I would pick. Uh, especially, I don't know. I'm just Lopez is so much money now, uh, and obviously I couldn't just trade out Lopez for Brogdon now because of of, of the salaries. Uh, but I think I, sitting here today, I'd rather have. Brogdon then Bledsoe but this is our Bucks going forward uh, Middleton back Lopez back Bledsoe's still there Brogdon gone um, they have the, the trade exemption uh, and we'll see where they go from here uh, Miritich though Marlon will not be back Mir- Miritich excuse me will not be back He it just left the NBA he's going back to Europe um, yeah he decided <laughs> he decided to go he decided, you know what? They liked me better in Europe. I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna go back there and be the Michael Jordan of, of the Euro League. Which I know when we talked about that trade, you were I, we. I was very high on it. And you were you were telling me to pump the brakes, and I will have to admit you were right on this. It was an extremely disappointing trade. He didn't even play. Uh, he couldn't even get on the court in the the second half of that uh, Toronto series. So um, I'm surprised that uh, he's out of the NBA. I, I mean, he couldn't play in a Eastern Conference Finals series, but I still thought he could find his way to an NBA team. But Well, I, I, the, I guess what I read is that he just turned down offers and wanted to go uh, play in Europe. Okay. Um, how factual that is, you know, that's probably, that's you know, that's like the guy saying, yeah, I could have played in, in the NBA, but, you know, I wanted to do this instead <laughs> type of thing. Because uh, one of those sources is probably Miratex himself. But... Yeah, it is. It, I mean, with um, he does have a, a skill set of being able to spot up shoot, which yeah. you know can translate to playing time in the NBA. So it is, like you said, it is surprising that he wouldn't even latch on to at least one team to to ride that out. But well, I mean, to each their own. JJ Redick's still getting thirteen, fourteen million dollar year contracts, and that's yeah. all he can do these days. So um, yeah. I don't know. Surprising he's a real surprising. veteran. He's a real veteran leader. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He also has a podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that keeps you around. That keeps you around. Yeah, <laughs> he's a competitor of ours, Marlon, a direct competitor. Uh, that's on the Bucks. Uh, I think, I guess, if I can kind of put a bow on, I think this is what they had to do. Yes, um, it makes sense. If you, uh, but I'm a, I'm a little bit 
What about? I'm still a little disappointed because I just, in my mind, it's like if we can just run back the same team like next year, I'm like, when you think about it, that's not really possible with something right. happened the free nope. agents that we had. But like, so next year we'll be running back probably from a, let's say, a depth standpoint, as good a team. We just have to rely on our players to get better, Middleton to be better. And I, I, I think everybody's kind of saying, Giannis is amazing and can, still has an opportunity to get better. So I think that's what needs to happen. Uh, and it's a tough, it's a tough spot to be in because um, you can't just run everybody back. So it, I'm a yeah. little bit, I'm a little bit. I guess I'm coming back to reality, right? From my, uh, from my kind of dream of running back and just going. If we keep this team together, this core together, we'll be all right. Um, to reality of it's not possible to do that and we'll have to make a run with what we have. Yeah, the Bucks had to make they had to make a decision uh what they were going to keep, how they're going to how how this team was going to go forward. Uh you know, obviously being in Easter Conference Finals and losing to the eventual champions, uh you feel that you feel that you're close, you want to keep as much as you can, but you also have to be, you know, reasonable for for the future. And I I know I the kind of the question that would come up here is uh, I think from more more of an outsider looking in, and, and a lot of the, the Bucks fan really like the nucleus of his team. But mm-hmm. uh, I think the question is like, what is this team missing? And what? And a lot of people from the outside was like, well, they need to get someone else around uh, Giannis. And you know, obviously that wasn't going to be possible with the with the cap and everything. So making this decision to keep these three around Giannis um, and try to build and try to build off of that going forward is just you know it's part of the business. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, you're right. So you'll be good. Every, you'll be good. Was, man. Everybody will be, be good. But it was like they just need to add a piece, and instead yeah. they're kind of struggling to hold on to what they have. So yeah, uh, absolutely. But we, if to be honest, that's we knew that's where we were going to be, and um, I guess I'm just coming to coming to reality with that. So um, <laughs> all right, all right. Enough bucks. Oh, the books. Uh, I shouldn't end everything we talk about with enough of this. <laughs> enough time. <laughs> well, enough time. I know. Stop talking talk. about that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bulls. Bulls. Very, uh, very not. Well, very, very Bulls active. Ex. We picked up Thad Young uh, from the uh, the Pacers. A three-year, $41 million deal. It's not a, not a bad get. Again, I don't. I, I'm so confused by this team. I don't know which direction they want to go into. Um, but from a pure basketball standpoint, good pickup. will help out the front court. Um, yeah, and then hopefully, I don't know if I want them to win games. That's where I'm conflicted, Casey. I don't know if I want them to win games. But it's if you look at it, like I said, from a basketball standpoint, it is a good pickup. It fits in well with what they have with the young players they have now with, um, you know, some of a veteran in that front court. So... Uh, yeah. I'll give that move on a basketball standpoint a a check, but as an overall moving forward strategy, I'm not sure I, I you know 100% agree with that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that the Bulls are were lacking in front court depth, so it's a yeah. weird it's a weird signing unless he's. But is he the kind of guy you're going to bring in as kind of like a veteran leadership type guy? I don't know. Sure. Maybe that's what they're touting. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. That's always good. Know, that's, you know, know it's always a good sign when that's like, that. oh, yeah, we signed him for his revenue leadership. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, great. <laughs> awesome. $41 million for leadership. Do you have any other veteran leaders? Uh, 
No. I mean, I'll tell you, you don't have you don't have Taj Gibson. Was Taj Gibson even on the team anymore? No, no he was. He was on the he was on the Timberwolves. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's right. That's right. He's on the which team bre- which breaking news? He just he just signed with New York. So. I know New York. So we'll laugh. We'll talk about New York. But more breaking news. <laughs> did you see the more breaking news, Marlo? I did see more breaking news. We I actually night, put we, actually put in our little rundown breaking news so that we can get to it. You want to break the news? Where are you putting? Where did you put that into? <laughs> breaking you news. You didn't really type in the rundown. Don't fake type things in. Oh, you did. That's right. <laughs> Go ahead, right. break the news. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, the Miami Heat are finalizing a side-in trade with the Philadelphia 76ers that will send Jimmy Butler to South Beach and Josh Richardson, sure, uh, to South <laughs> Philly. Okay. So cool. we, we knew uh, there was – well, we knew Houston was trying to bully <laughs> the 76ers into signing trading Jimmy Butler. Uh, they successfully got them to trade him, uh, but to Miami, which – I was going to mention, but whatever. And since they had the available cap space after trading Jimmy Butler and signing Tobias Harris, they have now signed an Al, signed Al Horford. Yes. Four years, $109 million. God, Al Horford. What is that team going to look like? All right. <laughs> they have like five players under contract, six players under contract now. It's Embiid, Simmons, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris now. Horford? They don't have anybody who can shoot. What is what is it? I guess Spice Harris can shoot. What is this team, Marla? What are they doing? I don't understand. Wow. It's part of the it's the end part of the process. Oh, what what part of the process is this? This is yeah. off the rails of part of the process. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> they are they're doing yeah, I mean unless Josh ready. Richardson, I gotta He's a 30, 36, 37% free throw, three point shooter. Oh my gosh. Um, I am surprised. I'm surprised. I thought they might decide to trade Jimmy Butler. Just yeah, I think Jimmy would be there. I thought that they didn't want him there long term, which is fine. Yeah. Good um, moves. They got Josh Richardson back. Okay, whatever. Um this Al Horford th- is just confusing. So you're going to play Horford and Bede and Simmons in your crunch time lineup? What? With Tobias Harris? I don't I don't understand I don't understand this. I don't I don't know how it works. If this is if this is the end goal of the process, I mean, if you were sitting here 2 years ago, 3 years ago and you're like we have the number 1 pick or even when that became Markel Fultz, yeah. we have Ben Simmons who is this unbelievable player who sure he can't shoot but he does all these other things and we have Joel Embiid I mean it felt like the sky's the limit and it feels like that limit just keeps coming down with every move <laughs> yeah they went through the they went through the process they thought they got there and then they realized they went oh crap this isn't really working now they're just scrambling um trying to put trying to kind of put pieces together that may or may not fit Try to put the you know the little triangle hole through, the triangle peg through the circle hole, uh, much like my two year old tries to do, and see uh, how how it work out using the hammer to bang it through. Yeah, I mean, is Ty Jerome going to be their starting point guard? What, the heck? <laughs> what is this team? Oh my gosh, um, man. Oh. Honestly, I just I just feel like that that's I I'm going to go back to. Sorry to repeat a statement I said, but it feels like every deal that they've done, the ceiling has come lower. 
Yeah, they get Butler and Harris. It felt like okay. Now we're limiting ourselves to the next year or two, uh, or, or whatever. Uh, next couple of years, okay. We get rid of, we let Butler go, or we sign and trade Butler, and we bring in Al Horford, who's on, as I said earlier, the wrong side of thirty. Um, that seems like an even more like win now move. I don't know. That seems like a weird fit. Yeah, tough. 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 To, I don't. I don't know. I, I can't imagine seventy sixers fans feel great about this. Uh, but maybe this is kind of similar to the Bucks. Like you have this, you have these limitations that your team is under, uh, and yep. you have to make the best of it. And it just—I didn't hear Horford to the 76ers at all. That's why I think why I'm so no. Surprised. That was really that was surprising. I think you. I think when you hopped on, we're like, where's where's uh, Horford? Uh, yeah, right we, before we, 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 right before we started recording, and, <laughs> and he pops up as as a 76er. Just did not. Just can't came out of nowhere. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see um, the rest of that roster yeah. goes out. They need, uh, they need people who can shoot. <laughs> All right, Halford from Boston. Speaking of Boston, this yeah. uh, this kind of this is the big one uh, with Kimba Walker go to the Celtics uh, and a sign and trade with Charlotte and uh, Rozier back to Charlotte. Yeah, Rozier going back to Charlotte. This kind of came. If we were having these podcasts like Wednesday, I think uh, yeah. last Wednesday, this would be like the shocker because this kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, everyone was just kind of assuming he'd go back to Charlotte or he'd, I guess, the other name that I was hearing was the Lakers. And then it seemed like out yeah. of nowhere the Celtics were like, hey, we're interested in this Walker guy. And then all of a sudden it was a <laughs> done deal. Yeah. How does Danny Ainge keep pulling this stuff? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It, obviously, they had they're in a position to do it. Uh, I think Charlotte was in a position in which they, I don't think they thought they were going to get anything back. I think they were going to let him walk. And Boston was like, "We'll give you Terry Rozier, who's been a pain in our neck for a year." <laughs> uh, and Charlotte was like, "Done. We'll take anything." We'll take that. Um, and it, it's a great. I think it's a great move for Boston. I don't obviously. If you had to pick between, from a basketball standpoint, Walker or Kyrie, I think from just who's a better basketball player, you would pick Kyrie. But who yes. would be a better fit for the Celtics? Who would be a better teammate? Who would avoid all the headaches you're taking, uh, Kemba? You know, every day. So I think that's what the Celtics are banking on. I'm going to be really interested to see Kemba in in Boston. Um, he's been really good in Charlotte, and I'll be really interested to see. If he can continue, just to kind of excel at another level, at, yeah. or to play well at another level, um, will be really interesting to see. And I think he'll fit in a lot better and play with the other players in Boston, whereas Kyrie kind of seemed like he took away from them. Yeah, Boston and their point guards was the last the last three three years now. We've just kind of been flip, uh, <laughs> flipping them out. Uh, from surprise car guards to Kyrie coming over to now Kevin Walker, which, like he said, I'm kind of I'm ex- with you, excited to see how he does kind of in a city like Boston, a, a yeah. basketball, basketball of obviously a championship town um, type of field compared to Charlotte where he was doing his thing. Um, but it's just, <laughs> this was so, because Walker was, I, I thought for sure he was going out to LA with, um, with LeBron, I yeah. thought that was happening. So when he came, uh, <laughs> when he, when it came up to the when it came to the Celtics, um, I was, God, I was looking for it. I was like, I guess it was like, I mean, obviously the money, obviously is there, but I'm like, why, why, why would you go? Why would you pick the Celtics over, you know, LA? 
obviously uh, Jared Jones. But this is also one of those things where the fan, as a fan of the Celtics, which I'm not, but I could see them talking themselves into Kimba being like, well, yeah, look at Kimba. He's going to be much better than Kyrie, yep. uh, obviously. And now we're back. We got our we got our guard. We Horford. Um, now I'm sure they're, they're talking Horford out because you know they're like, well, he was old and he just did <laughs> do what he had to do. Uh, but that that's the beauty of free agency too. As you kind of went through, is as you as these moves are being made, you just start talking yourself into uh, as a fan uh, how much better some of these players are, how much a, a great move it was to pick up or or lose that player. Yeah, I think uh, Ryan Russillo put out a, a um, what a tweet on uh, about who Boston fans would prefer, yeah, uh, Kyrie or Kemba, and it was like ninety percent Kemba. Or, or Kemba. <laughs> and then it's like you guys are just a little bit diluted in this this whole thing. Uh, so that that was pretty funny to hear, and that was again when the news broke last week uh, midweek. Um, all right, uh, we talked about 76ers. Next one, I guess, uh, Dame Lillard, uh, your boy Marlo, yeah. signed a super max. He had two years, $61 million left on his current contract, said, nah, I can do better. He got the <laughs> super max four years. He did do better, four years. Yeah. 196, Marlo. Uh, my God. <laughs> that's that's, a, lot, that's the, a lot of money. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. I'm sure you can get a lot of, uh, lot of Starbucks up there in Portland. Um Actually, Starbucks is in Seattle, so they probably have they probably have Starbucks, but they probably have have Starbucks in Portland. Yo, uh, so the Supermax when it first came, what are the other? Do you know like any other players on top of your head that signed that went through the Supermax? Was it last year or the year before that? The first year Supermax was like in play. Um, I don't know. I can't remember. I'm I'm trying to think because LeBron and KD have done the one and ones. Yes. So they haven't done they haven't done super maxes. I'm black. I, I black. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Well, first of all, saying I just signed a super max contract sounds cool. What yeah. did you do? I, I got the super max. But what sounds cooler is 196 million dollars. Yeah, that is Man. you know a ton of money. Obviously, you know if you're Portland, you got to do it. <laughs> yeah. You're, you know it's Dame Leonard. Uh, but yeah, congrats. I you know if you happen to have a couple bucks laying around, Damien. Uh, you can send them my way. You can Venmo me. You can you can sponsor the podcast. Sponsor the pod. That'd be cool too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that. That's that's. I mean, yeah, you have to do it, right? Uh, does it help your team? I don't know. Are you gonna win a championship? I guess here's here. This is. I guess I'm doing the thing I often complain about. Um, mm-hmm. In in fandom, where everything is just about championships, does are you are you gonna are you more likely to win a championship here? No, but are you going to watch one of the top ten players play for your team for the next four years, which might not have otherwise happened? Yes. Yeah, so at least Portland has that; they'll be able to root for Damian Lillard. He'll be, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, a part of their lives for the next four years, uh, and that will be enjoyable to root for. And while in the end, maybe not fruitful as far as championships go. Um, at least it, they'll be competitive, and I think that uh, that is sometimes lost in our in our current conversation on on sports. Um, that said, I don't think they're going to win a championship with <laughs> four years, one ninety six, unless he goes to another level and starts making shots from thirty feet out, like he did the the um, series winner against OKC. Yeah. Uh, 
What are they called? Logo Lillard? <laughs> that was a terrible nickname when they started saying that. That's okay. what they said? Yeah, like Logo Lillard. I, I think it was the ESPN that was covering those that series. Whoever it was. Yeah, Logo Lillard, they had the percentages his percentages from the logo. And I was like, that's, that's not a thing. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Not a good logo. Or not a good... Not a good logo, not a good nickname. Um, yep. All right, so Marlo, I think we've come to the point where I uh, let's just have a little fun at the Knicks' expense. Uh, we talked earlier about how they did not sign or did not offer Kevin Durant. Um, it's not the super max, whatever the max money. Max uh, money, yeah. That he, that he could get. They they tried to cheap on him, or maybe they were scared off by the Achilles, which I I guess I get. But at the same time, I, I would get that if you weren't if you weren't the Knicks still. If you're yeah. if you're yeah if you're the Knicks, and worst case scenario you pay Max for KD and he's not the player he was, I don't think anyone faults you for that. They um, maybe with their history they might say it's the Knicks, but I don't think it's a bad move. What's gonna suck <laughs> is when KD comes back uh, and is playing on the other you know on the other side yeah. of the, in Brooklyn in the other borough, and there's. <laughs> out there in the playoffs uh winning MVPs and all they had to do was pony up the money. Yeah. It just seems it seems short strangely enough, it seems short sighted to not offer him the max. I mean if you yeah. if you thought he was gonna come there for the max, uh I think just the excitement that that signing does, even if you lose a year, even if he never comes back to hundred percent KD and he's just I mean, let's say eighty percent KD, that's still the best player they've had in ten, fifteen years. Yep. Uh, you're gonna stink this year, so you're gonna get a high draft pick next year. I, I, I don't know. I think if I was KD, I'd look at that and go, I don't know if I want to come to this situation. But for the Knicks to say, mm, I don't know, it seems it seems really strange. Um, and then you double that with, well, what else are the Knicks gonna do? And so far, what else they've done is sign Julius Randle and Taj Gibson. So congratulations, Knicks fans. You went to a situation in which you were it's I mean, all right. So in the Knicks kind of their their dream scenario, right? If we go back to before the ping pong balls. Yeah, yeah. Let's right? let's take let's take right? to, let's, go, let's go take it to the path of a Knicks fan in the last month or so. It was it was number one pick Zion. You have two max slots, Katie and Kyrie. That's <laughs> yeah. that's your team. Uh, running next year. That's the best case scenario. You lose the ping pong balls, you get third pick. Fine. RJ Barrick's still a good young player, right? Yep. He's not Zion. He's not what everyone expects Zion to be, but I think he was the third best player in a three player draft. So yes. you got that. Then you have the two max slots, Katie versus Achilles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now we now we have that question, but we can still get Kyrie. All of a sudden, Kyrie wants to go to the Nets. He's gone. You short KD cash. He's gone. You're left with R.J. Barrett, Taj Gibson, <laughs> and Julius Randle. Nice. Big three, baby. Oh, my gosh. So Julius Randle is three years, $63 million, And I feel like I can't even keep track of these dollars anymore if this makes sense anymore. Taj Gibson is two years, $20 million. So whatever, $10 million a year. I think that's nothing in the NBA. Um but man, it really seems like they're going to come away with essentially nothing. Yeah, and I, I, and I guess this is this is where we laugh. <laughs> like, yeah. Man, that's brutal. that's brutal. That it's just I just can't imagine. That's you're so like you just 
so eloquently explained out. So high with hope, yeah. pre ping pong, to, uh, to even some sort of hope. A couple days ago with free agency before things started being announced to now, like you're just watching a crappy team again. And maybe RJ will be fun to watch, and hopefully he can develop. But like, what is there's what's around him? Freaking. <laughs> yeah. We get Todd Gibson. Awesome. So I guess if you're looking at, uh, and this will maybe segue a, a little bit into uh, who's left out there, but yeah. Um, so this is who's left out there for the Knicks, right? Kawhi, which yeah. he's not going to New York, and we'll no. talk about it in a minute. Clay Thompson. Did you see Kawhi in New York? That'd be yeah. funny. In itself, would be funny. Uh, Clay Thompson's not going to New York. Uh, then we have D'Angelo Russell. Maybe. Possibly. But, he, but even so, if you let's say you throw. D'Angelo Russell into that, uh, and all the other nonsense that the Knicks have. That that doesn't seem great. Demarcus Cousins, I totally see him as a Nick. <laughs> <laughs> he would fit in well. He would going to the Knicks, well. and it's going to be terrible. Uh, and that's it. That's it on my list of top twenty uh, free agents. And by my list, I mean CBS's list, uh, which has uh, JJ Redick as the thirteenth highest free agent. So take that with a grain of salt. Uh, but that's it. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Did anyone? Has anyone glowed? Has anyone like? Anyone's game grown, uh, uh, their laurel grown up so much in this free agency process than D'Angelo Russell? I feel like with Kyrie going to Brooklyn and, and Brooklyn being like, D'Angelo, you can do what you want, be, make, make yeah. you a free agent. It's like all of a sudden he's become like the best point guard in the league, not Kyrie Irving. Yeah. <laughs> and now yeah. LA wants him back. They want him back. Oh, it's... that'd be hilarious. <laughs> so... It would actually, Kyrie going back would be more hilarious. Going to LA. He was oh, there, that would have been him hilarious. Him going back with LeBron would be the most hilarious. Yeah. D'Angelo would be second most hilarious. Uh, <laughs> if something can be second most hilarious. Um, yeah, D'Angelo is a really interesting player. He's uh, crazy young. I think he's only 23 still, something like that. Yeah, it seems like he's been in the league for like 10 years. but Yeah. Uh, so you kind of look at this year uh, or this most recent year and the year before where he kind of really came on and you're like, oh, this is him just growing into player that he is. But he's still a very ball-heavy player. Um, not super efficient, but getting better. Uh, and I think you just kind of had to talk to yourself into him just not being a good stats, bad team guy and being – I mean, they made the playoffs, but still, they weren't like a real contender. Really? Uh, and to him growing into a really – kind of elite level player uh and i i guess i guess i don't know where he's gonna go now uh maybe it is packed LAB be so weird but as we're saying this i think the knicks make the most sense just because but god if you sign him to like a huge deal and you're the knicks <laughs> i almost i almost feel like if you're the knicks you just punt right you just oh, punt on this free yeah, agency no, that, it's there's that. That sounds yeah. It sounds like a free and horrible night at the garden waiting to happen if D'Angelo signs for big money, comes in. The Knicks are gonna suck. They're gonna suck. And the whole, the yeah, whole, the, every every New York fan is like, we just could have had, we could have had KD. Now we're just sitting here watching D'Angelo Russell dribble the ball around. Yeah. Instead Freaking of when you twenty games, you win forty, and you're the eight seed. And it's like <laughs> that's not that's not any better. Well, okay, with D'Angelo Russell, maybe they're like the the seven or six, but they're not winning a first. They're not winning a they're first, winning first, first round. Yeah, they're in and, the playoffs. Which... And then you're that for four years instead of I don't know being bad for maybe two one two more years. You get another year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. God, this is the worst place to be in the NBA is being like competing consistently for the seventh and eighth seed. And that's where like I you you signed Todd Gibson two years fine. 
Julius Randle three years, that's a bit much. I wouldn't want to lock him up for three years uh, unless you think he'd be part of the quote unquote the future, uh, which I don't see. Man, tough spot. <laughs> it's unbelievable from the expectations that they had to we're here now where we're talking about would D'Angelo Russell be uh, the max guy for the Knicks? That seems crazy. Uh, but I, I fully expect them to sign DeMarcus Cousins. That feels like a Knicks move just to go, hey, we signed this name that you guys probably know. <laughs> um, so, all right. I think that's yeah. our, our NBA. Enough NBA free agency. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> NBA free agency right there. Take oh, that, wait, before, before, before We, we can end. do this. Before we end, back to your Bulls and th- signing Thaddeus Young. Uh, it yeah. just popped up in whatever thing I'm following. And it <laughs> says, uh, they signed uh, Thaddeus Young, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he's played 12 seasons, averaging 1.5 steals. Nice. So, th- so there, there you, you go. go. <laughs> Why? Why they chose to highlight is the 1.5 steals in 901 career games. I don't know. But that was that was the number one stat they wanted to give. on. Those, are, sta- those are stats. Those so are there stats. There you go. <laughs> It's fantastic. All right. On the baseball, Marlo, uh, there was uh, baseball in the old country England, Marlo. Did you uh, – what did you What did you think of this whole uh, spectacle? All right. So let's just go baseball, there. Let's start with tell me how it went. <laughs> baseball in London. So were, I, th- I initially fair, Marlo, thought they – were, yeah. They were clamoring for it. They've been were, they were clamoring for it. <laughs> Okay, yeah. So baseball in London, I, I when it when it was first like they were doing a London series, I'm like, okay, cool, but why? Like, you know, do this thing, expanding the game, da 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 da. But I have feel for like, do London people like you're saying? Do they really ask for it like this? Do they <laughs> ask for baseball to come? Do they ask for the NFL to come in here every time? Like, do they really care um, all that much? I mean, not even care, but like, like why do they keep getting our sports <laughs> going to the thing, like and making a series? So. Um, I was a big thought. Maybe it was cool. Then I got to a who cares. And then the the first, I don't know if you saw the first inning happen. Yeah. And they had, it was like an hour and a half and it was 12 runs. And I was like, this is not how it usually happens, guys. Yeah. Uh, I hope you don't think this is, this is, this is how it's always going to be. Um, but I did tune in. I mean, it was, you know, Yankees, Red Sox, uh, Joe Buck, my friend, Joe Buck, um, on the cast. And there was a lot, (laughs) a lot of talk about the, Weird things like the stadium seats being white and how it's not usually the case in the United States. Um, yep. It's helping the batters. Um, they brought in dirt from New York. I don't Okay. They I got good know. dirt. They got good dirt. <laughs> New York, they had good dirt. They, they basically built this stadium and they brought, they just had the stadium. They brought nothing from London. Everything just was imported in from other places, which have, I don't understand. They have crap dirt in London. Crap. <laughs> yeah, terrible, exactly. Terrible dirt there. So yeah, again, I no one explains to me why why Major League Baseball had to do this series in London, um, but they they made sure during the telecast to you know make sure that it was a big deal that I was in London. Yeah, um, you mentioned that I and I don't know how much like quote unquote real baseball they saw. Uh, as you mentioned, yeah. the first inning was six to six at the end of the first uh, hour and a half, and I I think the the kind of running joke in my head was like just kind of trying to compare everything to cricket because obviously yeah. everybody always says that you know you bring up baseball to um english people and they're like well we play cricket that's our bat and ball game and they always say oh it's just a bat and ball game so it's the same kind of thing yeah. uh so i uh, i thought that was hilarious that it's like we had this hour and a half inning and they're like let me tell you how long cricket is and i'm like <laughs> i'm already already zoned out i don't even know um but the series total is 29 to 
21 in two games. Two games. <laughs> That's crazy. Yankees won both, so they they are winners of uh, England or London or whatever. Um, but the thing that stuck out to me, Marlo, which um, was I'm going to call the sausage race in this article dis- that I'm looking at right now, disparagingly calls it the president's race. Like that was their first, oh. which is ridiculous. But they had a UK modified one, and uh, the uh, internet got to choose. I, oh, no. I presume just the UK only internet, um, and you got to pick from a collection of uh, what was it, monarchs. Historical figures, legends, and pop culture. So those were the four categories that would be racing, right? And so historical figures, Winston Churchill makes sense, right? Yeah. Winston Churchill, pretty important British figure. Uh, monarchs, Henry VIII, who cares? We won a war that means we don't have to care about any of this stuff. Um, <laughs> cultural figure, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> All, <laughs> okay. All of England's cultural history. Uh, he, <laughs> he just he edged out John Lennon and William Shakespeare. Um, so all equally culturally relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Mercury, of course, leading the way. And the last one was Legends, and that was won by the Loch Ness monster. Oh wow! <laughs> awesome. <laughs> we had we had a dinosaur-looking Loch Ness monster racing against Henry VIII, Winston Churchill, and Freddie Mercury. Amazing. Uh, who won? I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, so that was UK trying to do the sausage race. I don't know. I thought that was. Are you mad? Are you mad there were no sausages that were able to be selected? Uh, you, you know, a little bit, but maybe yeah. the cultural thing could have been like bangers and mash is a big thing there. Like the yeah. the, the the bangers part of it could have been. Yeah, could have been something. Uh, I just, <laughs> it's just. <laughs> Such a funny picture. They got a Winston Churchill, a historical figure, racing next to Freddie Mercury in a dino Loch Ness monster looking thing. Oh, <laughs> look for an image of it if you haven't. Uh, it's hilarious. Um, and it's hilarious, but also makes me a little sad. Uh, but anyway, uh, back here across. Oh, and I wanted to make a joke about the pictures being left on the on the other side of the pond. Um, so there it was. There it was. I didn't make it, uh, but I wanted to let you, everybody know I was thinking about making a joke, and I didn't think of it. So um, there's a half a joke. All right. There you uh, go. <laughs> well, the, the All Star half boat happened. I don't. Did you miss it? It looks like you missed by our. Show. I think I missed it. <laughs> I know we talked about it for some time between was, some time and some time, and I think I came in at like the last yeah. hour oh. of whatever that time frame. And was. You just couldn't decide. It was too much. <laughs> It was too much. Decision 2019. I just couldn't do it. Yeah, you know how I am with decisions. But uh, I did vote, Marlo. I have the MLB app uh, downloaded on my phone. What? I know. What? Believe it. Whoa. Believe it. Hold on. Breaking yeah. news. Yeah. You downloaded an app? I thought, well, I did. I It was downloaded. I, I have Oh, the, you already I, had it. I buy uh, the radio I buy the radio broadcast so I can listen to Brewers games on my phone. Oh, look at you, big spender. I know. It's like they must $20. be paying you more for this podcast than they pay me. It's No. Uh, no. <laughs> It's it's a um, it's like twenty dollars a year to, <laughs> to to be able to listen to to the game. Uh, so I do that anyway. Uh, so I had it and I went to put on the Brewers game one night. Um, and it popped up and it was like vote for the Ulster game. And I, I I voted to vote for all the Brewers and none of the Cubs and none of the Yankees. So that's what nice. I, I did my part. I did my part. Um, then we wonder why they then we wonder why they changed the voting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I did my part. Uh, then there was a ESPN special 
which I tuned in for a little bit before I got bored out of my mind uh, <laughs> to see who who was announced uh, as the starters. And I don't even remember who they were talking about, but I, I was like, this is mind-numbingly dull. Um, they just essentially... So, first of all, they have Tim Kirchin out there sitting next to um, David Ross. Is that the catcher's name Who uh, from the Cubs and Red Sox? Ross. Yes. Something yeah, Ross. Ross. David Ross. Yep. Uh, who's like four feet taller than Kirchin. It's hilarious. <laughs> And I don't think David Ross is even that small. Kirchner must just must be a very Kirchner's just small. He's just a little oh, dude. He's like hilarious. a little troll. So he's standing out there. You said that. I didn't. Uh, he's standing <laughs> out there. It looked hilarious. And then they're just like talking about like stats of these players, and it was just my numbing. I guess that's baseball, and that's normally what I love, but it, I just couldn't do it. Uh, Yelich is a starter for the Brewers. That's all I cared about. Uh, neither of the other two Brewers uh, uh, were, were starters. Um, and a couple Yankees and a couple Cubs, despite my best efforts of my one vote. <laughs> oh, you only voted <laughs> I, once. I voted. Nice. Uh, the app only let me. I think I had to go on the internet to vote more oh, times I was than I wasn't. Gotcha. Yeah, register my email, all that nonsense. I was about to do that. Um, hey, but you voted, so you have a voice now, and you're I allowed did. to complain. Yeah, in those the 28-hour window that they opened up for us. Yeah, I got voted, so now I complain. <laughs> I don't care enough to complain. Yelich is in. That's all that matters for, for Brewers fans. Yelich will also be competing in the home run derby, Marlo. Yes, um, he is. So that'll be that'll be fun. Um, I don't know who else is competing. So, Oh, hope, you don't. Do you, got, do you got that? I think it was... It was I saw a bottom line thing. Yelich and somebody and four others joined them. And I was like, okay, well, they must not be that good. Five bats good. set for the home run derby. All right, here we go. Breaking news. Breaking, to us. <laughs> Breaking news to us. Breaking news. And why you... we had Vlad- Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Oh, cool. Vlad Jr. Carlos, Carlos Santana. Yeah. Indians, right? Yep, Indians. Uh, Yelich, we talked about. Yep. Pete, uh, oh no. Oh, it's in. So Alos- it's in, Cle- it's in Alonso- Cleveland. So Santana Alonso. will be the. Yeah, Mets will be the the home. Oh, Josh Alonso. Bell. Yeah, yeah Alon- thank you. Alonso, he's like setting rookie home run records for the, um, for the Mets, and it's like halfway through the season. Jeez. Uh and Josh Bell Pirates and uh, Thomas Harrigan. Never heard him. <laughs> Josh Bell. He's uh, I think he's leading the NL in RBI, so that's a good one. All right. Oh, uh, no, nope, just kidding. Thomas Harrigan's the reporter. <laughs> 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 so, there He's you have it. Get out of here. Don't let him hit. My God. <laughs> yeah, <tell him>. uh, <laughs> no. All right. So, some or most of those people are competing in the Derby. <laughs> there we go. Uh, how do you. Uh, are you an all star game guy, Marlo? Do you, do you enjoy the Midsummer Classic? Uh, I've you, fallen in and out of love with the all star game. Um, you know, I'll tune in because it's the All Star Game, and then and then there's nothing else going. Literally, nothing else going on, um, sports yeah, wise. That's very true. And so I'll tune in and if it's a good game. You know, if it's last year was an exciting game. I remember uh, going into extra innings, so that was good. But if it's exciting, if yeah. it's a good game, you know, midway through, I'll, I'll stick it through. If not, I'm out. Home run derby though. I used to be big home run derby guy. Yeah. And now I'm just, I've just kind of fallen off. Oh, this new shot clock one is—it's kind of in, it makes it a little I more like, interesting because you know exactly how long it's going to be, and you know you're not sitting there for an hour while Wagon's up the bat drinking his Gatorade, taking breaks. Yeah, yeah. The home run derby format is definitely better. Um, it this I think this is one of those things where I just choose to remember the home run derby better than it probably was. Yeah, but it felt like 
there used to be more big names where we yes. weren't confusing reporters for people actually competing <laughs> in the home run derby. Um, that being said, I don't know if that's always the case. I just remember, you know, maybe highlights like Ken Griffey Jr. with his hat backwards yep. uh, in the home run derby. Griffey Jr. and Frank Thomas going after it. Yeah. Obviously, that didn't happen every year, but that's at least the one I choose to remember from my childhood. Um, and as far as the All-Star game, I, I, I'm with you. I, I'm going to do – I think this is a pretty old guy takes, but I'm, I'm going to take it. I think that uh, the that interleague play has taken a little bit of away from the Home Run Derby. Cause, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it used to be the only time you saw, you know, so-and-so. And granted, it doesn't happen often. Like, you're not going to see, uh, you know, Scherzer versus Judge. Oh, Hilarious thing. I wanted to mention this when we were talking about MLB in London. <laughs> Judge was talking about walking around the streets of London. You know, he's whatever, 6'10 or whatever. He's a yeah. giant dude walking on the streets of London and seeing people's in, uh, seeing Londoners in Yankees hats and them not recognizing him. I thought it was just hilarious. It's like, yeah, big fans in London not knowing who Aaron Judge is. It was great. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's got to be, he is, he's top at least top five most recognizable baseball players, right? Oh, yeah, easy, yeah. He's he's huge. Yeah. He's got kind of the, would you call it a gap-tooth smile? It's kind of gap-tooth smile, right? It's like Yeah, this is a, yeah there's some space in between his front teeth. Yeah, I feel like he's, in being in New York, I feel like he's got to be top five. I mean, I, I think more people know who he is than Mike Trout, who's a far better player. Um, anyway, getting back to All-Star game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I, th- I think there's a little bit lost in kind of the, the specialness of seeing AL versus NL matchups um, just a little bit. Um, that's my old man take. But I still like yeah. showing it in just just for those matchups, you know. Yeah. Uh, Shirts are coming in against best of the AL or, or poor example. I'm almost positive that if we go back and you guys can go back, just listen to all the episodes. But I believe around episode, this is episode 69 plus one. Yeah. Go back to episode <laughs> Uh, I would say in your 20s, early 20s, maybe late teens. I'm pretty sure you had that same exact take. So it's nothing new. Don't Just, go back and listen to it. Yeah, go back and, and let us know if that's <laughs> if that's the case. Because I think I, 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 I've yeah. heard this before, and I'm pretty sure it was right here. Um, so you're still mad about the interleague play. Hey, some things just don't listen. change. Go back and listen to it. Give us another listen on on the on the metrics. We'll take. Yeah. We'll take. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if anything, yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. In actual baseball, Marlo, uh, Brewers just uh, one of my favorite baseball sayings. Uh, they're just leaving a lot of ducks on the pond. Uh, I think they left 13 runners on base today. Luckily, they got away with a victory today. Uh, but it's just they left the bases loaded twice today. Uh, one uh, inning, Yelich striking out. Another inning, uh, Saladino striking out. Uh, it's just it's been a frustrating, I'd say, two weeks. I think they're. Five and fifteen in their last twenty, something like that. It's been it's been a tough stretch. Uh, hopefully, it's just kind of one of those, and then they'll get on get on the right foot. They did have a long West Coast road trip in that. Um, they made some moves, which are a little bit interesting. They um, sent down uh, Travis Shaw, who's been struggling mightily this year, and brought up Kesson Hura, who is their number one prospect. Uh, which kind of fits a little bit better uh, as far as the infield goes. He's a second natural second baseman. Uh, Travis Shaw isn't. And they also DFA'd Hernan Perez uh, and brought up Saladino. Uh, 
mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> and the tough part about that is that uh, it seems like, I don't know if it's happened yet, but Perez will get picked up by another team. So while Shaw's just going down to the minors, uh, Perez will be out of the system. That seems, I guess, emotionally, I, I, I don't know about actual stats. I'm not going to uh, speak to that right now. Uh, but emotionally, he's kind of been a part of the Brewers team and kind of a utility type infielder for quite a while now and to have him be out of the organization is is kind of is kind of tough uh so but if i the um way that we're talking about it is maybe he'll it's a performance-based business they say and maybe this makes the brewers better uh in the end we'll see i don't know I, i i i have questions about it but but we will see so that's that's my brewers report marlo all right there's brewers report uh no sunday baseball today uh no, I uh didn't watch it was the Mets and Braves and I didn't really care enough to <laughs> to turn it on. Um to pull one, I'm, one quote gold, from A Rod. Yeah, no quotes from A Rod. Uh I had Gold Cup soccer on my oh, that's right. on my mind, which I got over here. USA now up one zero on Curacao, who um you know, has the population of a minor US city. <laughs> so Oh man. That's funny, yeah. That's funny you would even speak of that because I think it's time for America's favorite segment. Oh, yeah. Right. Casey's Corner Kick. All right, here we go, Marlo. Uh, let's start off with the uh, prime item in, in soccer right now is the Women's World Cup. Uh, U.S. defeating host nation France uh, on. Th- when was it? Earlier this week. Friday. Friday. It was Friday. You're right. Marlo. Friday afternoon. Yep, uh, they won two to one. Uh, they had a, a fifth minute goal uh, by Rapino on on a free kick that avoided, I think, three sets of legs and a goalkeeper yeah. on its way <laughs> into the net, uh, and then added on uh, a second later on a really nice uh, build up play on a cross that Rapino uh, finished off on the far post. Uh, France scored late on a header off uh, Bernard, who is their uh, six foot two. Uh, she's big. She's specialist. tall. I'm oh, sorry. She's tall. Yeah, she's tall. And uh, I think thre- I want to say she scored at least France scored a lot of their set pieces on, uh, excuse me, a lot of their goals on set pieces. And she was the main reason for that. Um, so France brought it back to two to one. I should say that each team probably should have had another goal. Uh, U.S. had a goal that was called for offsides. And I've watched the replay. I don't know, 15, 20 times, and yeah. I convinced it wasn't offsides. Of course, I'm biased, but it was a harsh. Well, it was a harsh offsides call, especially in a tournament in which they have just been letting the play go on clear offsides calls. In uh, the belief that VAR will go back and look at it. Okay, so yeah, is that I was going to ask you? Is that the call in VAR? It has to not be called, and then so, they could look at it. But if it's called, they can't look at it. They can still look at it, but. So this is kind of one of the things that um, I, I think a bit confusing for um, fans as they're watching uh, any game with VAR in it. It's when a play happens, the referee is talking to the VAR officials. So you'll see them, they're kind of putting their hand up to their little uh, earpiece thing. Um, and the VAR officials in their little bunker, wherever the heck they are, are reviewing every play, and it's only in an instance in which they communicate to the referee that she that uh, in the Women's World Cup that she should look at it. Um, does 
the uh, official stop play and then look at it uh, herself. But each play is presumably being reviewed by VAR, kind of like, kind of like um, college football review, right? Yeah. Each play is being reviewed by somebody up in a booth, and we just assume that only the kind of questionable ones get extra reviewed or whatever by <laughs> by, by somebody by uh, the official on the field in VAR's case. Um, with that kind of lengthy explanation um, said, I don't know how they didn't look at that offsides play um, and the way that they've been calling offsides in this tournament. Uh, they usually err on the side of letting it play out and then looking at VAR to see if it's um, to see if it's actually offsides. And this is actually a frustration I have with VR because when you're playing soccer as somebody who plays more towards the defensive side of the ball, playing offsides trap and being able to um, hold your line and prevent those attacks from happening is a big part of soccer. And when you let them play out, even if it's called back, it doesn't happen. It's still giving kind of like positive momentum to the attacking team. It's still allowing them to kind of play out their their attack which they shouldn't be able to do they should be called offsides and frustrated in the case when they are offsides um and i think it's giving too much uh of an advantage to the attacking team but that uh, that flies in face of what we saw in this um but then if i can counter that (laughs) francis i'm going to counter myself in francis um they had so the the so that was the goal in which the u.s should have had another goal, but they didn't. It was a very nice build-up again. Uh, the United States scored, but it was called back for an offside that probably shouldn't. And the way this tournament was officiate, has been officiated should not have been called off on offsides and could have been called back on a VR review. <clears throat> for uh, France's should have been goal. I shouldn't say should have. They should have had a penalty kick. There was a play in the 85th minute. It was So it was 2-1 to one at the time. Uh, and France had... They were attacking. They were in the USA's uh, penalty box, and they uh, went to cross it. And uh, the French player—I can't remember her name—kicked it into a right back's arm, mm-hmm. and it hit a right back's arm and went out. I guess went out of the box and was cleared. Um, the way this tournament has been officiated, that's a handball, and uh, should have gone to VR and been a handball. It wasn't for whatever reason, and I assume that. Uh, the VR officials said, hey, that's a handball, and the head ref said, no, no, it's not, <laughs> without even looking at it again. Um, I don't, so, to put my own opinion into the rules, I don't like that that's a handball. The defender's just kind of staying there, and the offensive player kicks it into their hand. That seems very unfair to the offensive players, but, or the defensive player, excuse me, but that's the way it's been called in this tournament. Um and it should have been reviewed and a penalty kick given. So I guess in the wash, it's still a one-goal victory for the United States, but both, I think, uh, France for sure can sit and look at that and go, we should have had a penalty kick there. Um, and the U.S. can also likely look to the offsides call and say we should have had another goal there. In both cases, each can say the game would have been over there, so it doesn't matter. Um, I think in the end, the U.S. was the better team. It was a very weird game, though, Marlo. Um, if you if you were watching, um, the U.S. scored their first goal, and they just said they just played back. They played five at the back, which was unbelievable, uh, and just said France attack us. We're gonna break everything up, and they did for what was it, eighty five minutes. They just flu- they just flustered France. They just kept everything in front of them. 
uh, and they just played to disrupt the French attack, which was which is a very weird strategy to see a uh, World Cup favorite team em- uh, employ on the field. Uh, and I guess it turned out successful because they had the victory, uh, but it made for a kind of a more nervous watching uh, from the U.S. perspective because it was just kind of wave after wave of French attack and uh, the U.S. just clearing the ball despite probably having the better team. Uh, but I guess I guess it worked. Yeah, you can't argue with the results, right? I guess. I just uh, Watching that game, they, so they played uh, Ertz. Um, she was the... Uh, Central defensive mid, and she essentially just played as a a, a fifth uh, or an extra center back. And I thought if she just played a little bit farther forward, she would break up a lot of the attack. Uh, that was actually happening and kind of get rid of a lot of the threat that the U.S. saw. But she just continued to play back, uh, which I, I again, the results showed, but it just felt like it could have been better. Um, yeah, anything else, Marlo, on uh, the U.S. Women's National Team? They play. Uh, I guess in the game against France. Uh, not really. I thought okay. it was a it was it was how should I say, fun game to win on in France's uh, home yeah. home stadium. Uh, so that was the fan reactions was was fun to watch. But I mean the the game was good to watch too. But I always I I'm a guy that likes to look at whatever sport I watch, especially when it's disappointing to watch the fans' reactions as things yeah. go on. Um, and that was that brought a little joy to my to my ear. Yeah. Um, France was probably the second best team in this tournament, uh, and a lot, it, it, at least in France, they were uh, talking about this as being uh, the final, but not the final. Uh, obviously, the U.S. still has uh, room to go, but I, it seems like these were the two best teams, especially with France having the advantage of playing uh, on host soil. Uh, the U.S. now plays England Tuesday in the semifinals. Uh, I believe it's a 2 p.m. Central time. Um, England is now uh, the next best team besides uh, U.S. in the tournament. I think they were the third best team, third or fourth best team going into the tournament, uh, and they dispatched of Norway three to zero. So they're coming in on top form. Uh, some of their uh, best players are playing uh, at a very high level. Uh, it will be a tough test. Uh, the uh, I guess expectations that I've been seeing is that it would be a a big disappointment for the U.S. to be a, to have beaten France to then lose to England. If that makes sense, like, yes, it would be less of a disappointment to just have lost to France. <laughs> as weird as that sounds, like, but then you lose to the uh, clear second best team and probably the team that would then go on to win. Uh, but then you beat them, which is a good achievement. To only then to lose to England, uh, who you should beat. Um, on the other side of the bracket, there was, uh, I guess, the upset of the quarterfinals with Sweden knocking off Germany. Germany was the team I thought the USA was going to see in the finals. Uh, they fell to Sweden 2-1, to very surprisingly, uh, and the Norway uh, dispatched of Italy in a very, I don't want to say disappointing, I shouldn't say unentertaining, but it was unentertaining. The game was played at like 95 degree heat, uh, and both teams just, when you're playing in that kind of heat, it just saps the energy out of you and it just saps the energy out of the game. It would have been interesting to see those two teams in a different context or a different environment. Um, I'm not saying that would have changed the result, but it definitely would have changed the entertainment value of the game. But Netherlands moved on. 
Um, they will face Sweden on Wednesday in the other semifinal, and then the final will be um, on the seventh. Uh, sorry, Gold Cup action. Gold Cup action. Moving on to that. Uh, USA is currently playing Curacao. They're in the seventy-fourth minute. Uh, USA up a slim on a with a slim one-zero lead. Um, it, if USA holds on to win, they will make the semifinals and face Jamaica. The other semifinal is Mexico and Haiti. Haiti has been really impressive uh, in this tournament, winning all of their games. I don't know that they'll have enough to beat Mexico, but we can all root for that. Um, if both Mexico and the U.S. advance beyond that, Marlo, the final will be in Chicago. We should Whoa. totally go to that. Oh, we're totally going. Totally going. Um, we'll totally to be, be there. To be fair... Look at the ticket prices. <laughs> and let's just say they are uh, three times out of my, <laughs> my range of what I would. What you're hoping to spend on it? Yeah. I was like, if it's, you know, I kind of had a mental, like, okay, if it's in this range, I, okay, well, I'd say three to, to, two, to two times. Um, if it was in this range, I'd be willing to go. It's at least twice what I was expecting to be able to spend on that. Plus, it's a Sunday night. We normally record on Sunday. It's a whole lot of things, but yeah. totally going to go. Totally. Totally, probably going to go to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mexico, USA final. That will be a really fun one uh, if if it does happen um, here uh, in, well, close to here in Chicago. That's Gold Cup. Cup America also happening tomorrow. I'd say the big one uh, is on Tuesday. Tuesday night, um, Brazil and Argentina. Um I'd say both teams kind of puttering along to get here, but nonetheless, anytime Brazil plays uh, Argentina, it is a big match. Uh, the other uh, semifinal is Chile versus Peru, uh, which I'm sure will be also an interesting game, but uh, just doesn't have the kind of uh, star power, the gravitas that um, a Brazil-Argentina game will have. So look for that Tuesday uh, night if you have ESPN+. Plus. <laughs> Jeez. Big time, big roller. I don't maybe I maybe maybe they'll uh bump it up to an actual channel. I don't know. That's a big that's a big game and they should want to get eyeballs on that. Um I mean you have uh Brazil obviously who is Brazilian is always talented and as always with Argentina you have can Messi do it? Can Messi drag this weird Argentina team uh to some sort of glory which uh has eluded them thus far. Um so we'll see. We'll see. It's a big one uh, Tuesday night. Maybe I'll get a trial version of ESPN Plus. <laughs> In the meantime, how do they? How do you get? We should. I should look into this. How do you get trial versions? If it's just by uh, emails, I can just keep, keep creating burner emails, <laughs> and signing up for. There you go. Act system. Anyway, that's I think that's it for uh for the quarter kick. Women's World Cup. Cheer on Merca uh Tuesday afternoon. Two o'clock um, again. Two o'clock. I will be I will be following along uh from the friendly confines of my place of employ. Um where I will be trying to not to react too loudly <laughs> so people know that I'm not just working over there. That'd be my plan, but if you can uh, watch it somewhere, uh, that's more fun than work. <laughs> what good advice? <laughs> Sound advice. Avoid work. Good. Well done. Um, All right, we just solved. We I solved think, it. We solved a lot of problems for people. Well, yeah, 
I think that is enough for the podcast. Enough for the podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, before we sign up, as always, follow us on Twitter at 132Breeze. Share with your friends. Like, five-star review. All that good stuff. Casey, that's enough. But do you have any last words? <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, I hope that all your favorite teams